Welcome to the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for November 20th, 2017. Good day to you. I'm Trade Show Guy Tim Patterson out of Salem, Oregon. My company's Trade Show Guy Exhibits, and I blog at tradeshowguyblog.com. You can find my book on Amazon. It's called Trade Show Success. Had a fun conversation, which I will share with you in just a moment uh, this week with uh, Don Svela, the founder and publisher of Exhibit City News out of Las Vegas, and uh, I finally caught up with him. Caught up is the right term. It took us a while to connect, but we made the connection finally. And uh, here he is on this week's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. All right, talking with Don Svela, Exhibit City News in Las Vegas. Don, good morning, and uh, nice to have you on the uh, podcast this morning. How are you? Good good morning, Tim, and uh, thanks uh, for the invitation. Uh, Great talking to you this morning. So you are uh, with Exhibit City News. What's your position there? How long have you been doing that? Um, I'm actually the the founder slash publisher, uh, close to 23 years. Wow. Uh, we're a small, small staff of uh, five full-time people, plus, you know, an army of part-time people and volunteers, et cetera. So to tell us about the publication. Is it just online? Is it in print? Uh, how, how does that work? Um, you know, we've been in print for um, 22 years. Uh, we started as a newspaper. We morphed into our current day full-fledged uh Glossy magazine. And he's going to go grab one and so we can see it on camera here. Just, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, we come out six times a year now. And anything that's in our print publication um, is self-generated by our staff, meaning it doesn't matter if you get it on the second of the month or the 18th of the month. If you don't get it from us, you're not getting it from somewhere else in the industry. Um, all other news moves at the speed of light on our website. That is updated every single business day of the year um, with some new stuff. And so you guys just uh, obviously field uh, inquiries and, and press releases and things like things like that. But you're also out searching for news as well, I would guess uh, in the industry. Oh sure, yeah. So sure. And, and so is it really just? I mean, you say Exhibit City News. It's everything to do with the trade show industry and, and virtually nothing else. I mean, that's that's really the focus of everything you you guys do with the publication, right? Well, well, it's the core of what we, we've always been known for. But, you know, starting as a publication and a newspaper format, I sort of explain it. You know, I, I think we can relate culture-wise. Our ages are similar. You know, when that newspaper would land on your porch, you know, every day of the year, um, there was something in it for everybody. The mom would grab the, the tempo home ec section. The, the dad would grab the sports section. The kids would grab the comic section. Uh, the grandparents would grab the obituary section. My, my grandmother used to practice her names and see who she'd know in there. Now, now the thing is, you always would know that there's classifieds and other stuff. Uh, unless you were buying or selling a car or looking for a job, you knew they were there, but you didn't need them every day. You know, So that was sort of the genesis of when we started the publication. And now we've morphed into a, uh, a full glossy magazine, which... It has a narrower scope. So trade shows, as you mentioned, are our bread and butter, but it's everything associated with anything that includes an exhibit, um, even including um, events, which, you know, there's, there's it's still exhibit-centric in some shape or form, uh, the signage, the banners, the lighting, the staging. So, you know, but when we were a newspaper, we covered 12 distinctly separate sections of the convention, trade show, and event industry. So whether that be venues, union labor, exhibit builders, museums, general contractors, uh, show organizers, bam, 12. Yeah. So uh, what have you seen in changing over the last 20 plus years that you've, you've, you've 
had your pulse on the industry as it were. What what changes have uh, been the most noticeable, I guess? Well, as it relates to the exhibit side of the industry, so much has gotten lighter uh, from an exhibit standpoint. Right. Uh, you know, so much has gone to fabric, which, you know, works hand in hand with lighting to make seamless, lightweight, giant statements, be they in the air spinning from the ceiling or static from the ceiling, or be them uh, down on the exhibit or supported from a ground structure. That is probably the biggest change I've noticed. Now, drayage charges, uh, or whatever you want to call it, have kept pace yeah. with as, as things have gotten lighter, drayage charges have gone up. So it, it's sort of self-defeating in a way. They've got a calculation of what they need to make to cover costs and make a profit. So that is the you know part of the unfortunate side. But we're running through a really good time right now. So not many people are complaining about charges of any kind, really. You know, if everyone's making money and doing well, you know, you're not squeaking as much. Are there some industries that are doing better than others when it comes to to the trade show world that you can tell from your vantage point? Yes, there there, there always are some winners and losers, and a lot of it mimics uh, the geopolitical sphere worldwide. Um, you know, plus, I mean, look at gun control. We have the largest gun show in the United States coming here. Um, what is it? Usually February, I think. And who knows show? how that's going to be? Is that the you know, guns show? have always surged in these these uncertain times and times where everyone needs to get armed. Um, but who knows how it's going to be now with a, maybe a cultural shift, uh, you know, on the on the trade side. But that's a strong segment, and everyone's been making a lot of money in that segment. But we've all we've all seen tech uh, go sky high and come down. <laughs> um, we got consumer electronics show. A lot of people use as a barometer every year of you know what's to come. Right. You know. And, that, and that's a huge show. That's a huge um, a consumer show, though, versus a, a B2B show, which is more of an industry type of thing. Like one of the shows that I go to a lot because I have a lot of clients in it is the Natural Products uh, Expo West and East, Anaheim and, and right now at Baltimore. Uh, and those, I mean, that's just almost outgrowing itself, the one in, in Anaheim, because uh, it is so big and, and more and more people keep coming every year. So that's a huge industry. Um, but the consumer, uh, the tech industry is obviously very, very big as well. So how do you look at, uh, you know, how do you prognosticate? What, what kind of things do you see coming down in the next year or so that, uh, you know, maybe the average person that's doing a trade show may not have uh, insight into? Um, well, it's a good question. We, we wish we had a crystal ball here. <laughs> right. But we sort of listen to our customers. They're the canary in the coal mine. Um, anyone that supplies a product or service to the community that uh, – designs, builds, and executes exhibit programs or live event programs, um, you know, you start seeing things happen 18 months, 12 months down the road, um, that the signs should be uh, there to spot 12 months or 18 months out, you know, when factories start to cut, cut workforce, um, if there's a big merger in the workings and everything grinds to a halt in the silent period beforehand and uh, but all in all, it's, it's when people start getting late and paying their bills is when you know that maybe the market's gotten a little saturated and the good times where people open up companies, it's easier to hang out your shingle on good times. It's a real test of a company to make it through a couple downturns. So what about uh, if someone, let me talk a little bit about your publication itself. Uh, should job seekers uh, have, have access to your, your publication? Does that give you uh, give them an idea of where the jobs might be uh, in specific country, uh, companies? Yes, well, without a doubt. You know, similar to the ad industry and, and other industries, when you hear someone loses a big account, 
you know, you, you know, someone else is gaining a big account. And we've seen some of that happen recently with Mercedes leaving the New Jersey uh, down for uh, uh, Georgia, the state of Georgia, uh, not Atlanta, but Georgia. And also uh, we had a, uh, was a Toyota just shifted their North American operations into North Texas. Hmm. Um, those kind of things shift whole teams, not just people, but the publication Exhibit City News, anyone that looks to make a living off the industry, you know, it's good to know what's happening in the industry. And that's what we write about, the companies, the people, the venues that make things happen. So if someone has a change, like uh, they've hired a new CEO or they've, they've got a new trade show manager, they uh, it would be good to tell you guys because you'll, you'll make uh, everyone in the industry aware of those types of changes. Exactly. We're big on um, giving credit to the people that work in this industry, the tens of thousands, uh, if not hundreds of thousands, the estimators, the project managers, the detailers, the people that don't get the spotlight focused on them, but are the ones working evenings and weekends to make sure everything goes off without a hitch and then companies maintain customers and relationships. And that's what it's all about. So this is not your nine to five industry as no. you are well aware of. I see the smile. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me go back. How did you get into the industry? Were you doing something else in the industry before you started the, uh, the magazine, the publication? Yeah. yeah it's a pretty interesting start. Uh, uh, since you asked, uh, uh, not many people enter an industry the exact same day in way as their parent. In this case, my father, Don Sr., who's been gone uh, just over a dozen years, we were in the hardware and building supply business in Chicago, and he was always buying surplus. Um, and the National Hardware Show was always in August, and it was big on product. These are the days where you brought in product by the truckload, not like today where you do more videos and empty boxes. And uh, we got to know the owners of McCormick Display there in Chicago, right. and um, the rest is history. My, my dad bought into the business I was 15 at the time and joined the, the Carpenters Union, and I, I did a 20-some-odd uh, run as a, a union carpenter, and I worked all over North America. Every convention center that was built at the time and a lot that have been built since, I've hung up my uh, my uh, supervision shoes. So you're ha you were hands-on for a couple of decades on, on, yep. on making it all happen, and now you're, you're, you're kind of, you're not hands-on in that a sense, but you're hands-on as far as... Uh, publications. So uh, that was an interesting shift, though, to, to do publications, because I was in radio for 25 years and kind of stumbled into the industry. And it took me a while to kind of get my footing. And now I've had my own company six years. But you made an interesting transition as well into pub into publishing, essentially, about something you knew a lot about. Exactly. We consider ourselves to be experts on the industry in general with, uh, you know, different focuses on labor, general contracting, exhibit design and construction. And funny you should mention about no formal way into the business. It remains so decades and decades since we, we started the business. And I, I mean, the industry and the only ones that have a clear course of entry are designers, it seems like. And even that is very few and far between when you look at the need of the number of designers and not just exhibit, but, ex you know, experiential designers and so forth, all the different kinds. Um, there's still no other practical way to get in for some of these other things. There's some stuff they have in the trades unions, especially the carpenters have a really good program. But it's still a forgotten industry that many people fall into from every which direction. I really had no clue it existed, uh, except as a very far peripheral one until I really got into it. But, you know, you talk about the designers. A couple of designers I work with did go to school specifically for 3D exhibit design, but you don't see that very often. 
And uh, to, to your point, and, and I think that, uh, you know, once you get in, there are a lot of continuing education type things, you know, with Exhibitor Live every year, that sort of thing, which, which gets you um, certified, CTSM, whatever those, those uh, certifications may be, which help you understand it. But usually you don't get there until you're in it. Right. <laughs> that's, that's my impression of it. So anyway. Don, it's fun talking to you. Um, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, where do people find you and, and the publication online? They can find us at exhibitcitynews.com. Again, that's exhibit with an E, city with a C, news.com. We welcome all visitors. All right. Don, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And thanks again to Don Savela of Exhibit City News. A fun to chat with him this week about all that he does. Uh, we forgot to mention his podcast. I'll uh, make sure that we maybe get him back to talk about that. But you can find that uh, on exhibitcitynews.com as well. Uh, this week's trade show tip of the week. I, I found a great article uh, published a year or two ago in uh, USA Today, of all places. Uh, some, some nine things you should do. Let's go over at least a few of those. Uh, tips on... How to have a better trade show success. Uh, choose the right show. That's the, I, I always go back to that. Choose the right show. Uh, look for conferences or shows where customers you're targeting, especially decision makers, are likely to attend. Make sure people know you're there. Tell people you're going to be there. Uh, a lot of conferences and many trade shows provide you with a pre-show list of registered attendees and their email addresses. Uh, you can rent that and let them know. Create an effective booth. Now, depending on the circumstance, that might be a large one or it might be just a really nice backdrop that's small in a 10 by 10, but uh, have something that looks nice. Create an effective booth. Have giveaways. Uh, the most important giveaway is your print collateral, a leaflet, catalog, or sales sheet, although you can now transition to digital. Some programs allow you to uh, show that digitally and then email it to them, if they. and you're also capturing, of course, uh, information uh, by doing it that way. Uh, make the first move. Know what to say when people come by. Don't just wait for them to say something. So have some prep, which is some show training, some tra some some staff training. Learn how to interact with people in a uh, comfortable way that uh, lets them open up to what they really need and why they're at your booth. So hone your pitch. You only got about 30 seconds or less. It's kind of like a billboard. Uh, if you have five seconds to catch someone's attention with your booth, you and they stop, you have just a couple of seconds, maybe half a minute to talk to them. So, so make sure you know what your pitch is. Bring help. Uh, this will give you a chance to walk the floor and see what your competitors are doing. Uh, take a break, take a lunch break. So make sure it's just more than you and one other person, even in a 10 by 10. So bring enough help. Uh, take care of yourself. Remember to drink a lot of water, eat breakfast, uh, keep breath mints on hand, take breaks. And of course, remember to wear comfortable shoes. And finally, follow up. Follow up, follow up uh, the one trade show statistic that is still true is that about eight of 10 leads that are gathered at trade shows nationwide do not get followed up on for some reason, whatever. So make sure the lead is accurate and make sure you follow up when you get back to the office. So that's uh, from USA Today. I'll, I'll uh, give you kind of the short version of it, uh, but the link will be in the show notes. So go check it out. Uh, one good thing this week's one good thing. It's snowing in the Oregon Cascades. What else should I say? That means ski season's not too far away, which means I got to wax my skis soon. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. So it's November. It's Oregon. It's it's good. Have yourself a great week. Mm -hmm.